Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome back to Talking Golf. Uh, Brian, we left our last segment about DJ, and I think that there, again, we keep dumping on his lack of emotion, which in hindsight I think has allowed him to get to where he's gotten and getting. But what I would have liked to have seen is what this does for his career. There's an interesting stat that's been put up on the on the board uh, over the past couple of years. He's he only played to have won in the last nine seasons, mm. which is interesting because he only got about ten wins. So I could totally twist it unfairly, saying, "Well, yeah, he wins every year, but he only wins once. He doesn't have a dominating year the way Spieth or Day did last year, right. the way Tiger used to have, even DJ used to have." But he goes from winning, say, ten times in his career at 32, very good player, uh, can't win the big one. So now he's got a major on his resume. He goes from, can he get his act together to be in the Hall of Fame, or he's now on the Hall of Fame trajectory. Like this, this changes his can't win a major issue. It, it, it changes his Hall of Fame potential. Right. It probably opens the floodgates for a guy like that who can just hit the ball so well. And for him to be so, I would have liked to have seen that come out. To even just to say, he never even said. I I feel like my career, my game has been nothing justified. This means yeah. a lot to me. Um, there was none of that. It was, yeah, it just it, it, so it's very interesting. This is going to pain me to say this, and I'm sorry to run no, to you, but you know who he reminds me of a little bit? Fred Couples. In that, Fred was always supremely talented. Had that I don't care attitude seemingly on and off the golf course. We all think he should have won more. So with Dustin Johnson, I don't even know what to say. I mean, he could win. Nothing would surprise me with him. <clears throat> he could never win a major again, or he could win 10. And I mean that because, as we, I have always said to you, he is the most talented player out there. There's no debate in my mind in terms of how long he hits it, how good he is in general, not the best putter, but not bad. So that the... Uh, the ceiling is off the charts. But because he's, in my estimation, dumb and just – I don't know what to make of him moving forward, but I want to give you one funny story that I will tell you. that I talked to Tom Shaw, who's one of our instructors yes. at Cyprian Keys. Uh, he's a four-time PGA winner. And I said to him, what do you think about Dustin Johnson? He said, well, it's great for the game. Uh, you know, It's good to see him win. And I said, don't you think he's really dumb? And he, and he said, yes, I do. But I've always said – this is Tom talking – you have to be either really smart or really dumb. The guys in the middle have no chance. Right. That's what he said. And so I think that, and we'll get into this if you want to, about how well that playing dumb mentality benefited him after the USGA got to him on the 12th hole. But we'll get to that if you want no, to. No, I think that's a great point because, and, and, and I think I can read into Tom's statement because, I mean, guys like Tiger, Jack, extremely smart, cerebral mm-hmm. on the golf course, think things through and, and can really handle that. Uh, to be in the middle where maybe you think through every shot but maybe just can't 
that handle all the variables and everything else bounds to – That's exactly uh, what he's saying. It's bound to eventually cause some problems where you make a mental mistake. So the way to avoid that either is either to never let up on the thinking uh, or to literally just go out there and just hit it. And and what's interesting is some of the research – some of the stuff I read after DJ1 – about he and his brother, you know, said, you know, we're never going to let this happen again after Chambers Bay, and they worked on their short game, and he became, despite what happened in round three, I mean, F- Fox was talking about uh, how great his short game's become, and then, of course, he went out there and hit some terrible chips and some terrible putts. <laughs> yes, he did. But his stats back him up. His short game is so much better. His long game is just, he just gets up there and whacks driver, and he, you know, uh, he, he, he was about 25 yards longer on average than, like, literally the rest of the field. It's, it's scary how long he is, yes. And it's just it, it's just unbelievable what, what he's capable of doing, and his putting has really held him back. But then, again, to me, and it's only a couple holes, but he gets to, was it the 16th hole? He knocked in, like, that 9-footer for par. That was I huge, mean, yeah, yes. I mean, I yeah, super huge. Mm-hmm. Poor English there, but I mean, for him to make that when he's basically known as never making the big putt, I yep. mean, he missed a couple short putts even on Sunday. Then to get to 18, and if it was Tiger or your boy Corey Pavin or uh, Spieth or even Day, there would have been no doubt in my mind that that putt on 18 was going in. Oh, no question. I half expected him to miss it. Me too. And actually, which is interesting because Corey did miss the putt in '95 on he, eight. He did, but it didn't matter because no. he got to the green on what was a very difficult. That's correct. And the shot, yeah. it's all to me. It's all situational. Meaning, like the shot that you remember from Corey Pavin was the shot, his second shot to hit the green, which basically cemented the tournament. Right. And I'm not couching the fact he missed it. No, but it, what I'm right, saying is, you're to, right. That was the shot he needed. That was to the have. shot he had to have, and he pulled it off. The putty out on 16, Dustin Johnson, and I'm with you. I would have bet you money that he was going to miss that. But so something's changed, and, and you're going to miss short putts, but it's all like you referenced Tiger, who's to me even better than Jack. Every time Tiger Woods uh, needed to make one, I don't know if this is true, but you felt like he'd make it every single time. Would well, you, I, would you I, I agree. And every, I, I, every, in a key situation, yes, he missed three footers, four footers, we all do. But when it really mattered most, he would make it, and that's why I thought Dustin. Right, was and I miss think it. that if, if we go back and we were fortunate to watch most of Tiger's, all of Tiger's career, yeah, we grew I know up that on it, basically. I can, and, and I remember this because when the U.S. Open was at Piners last year, they went back when Stewart won in '99, and Tiger missed like a five footer on like the 16th hole to get him either tied or one behind, and he couldn't quite make it up. And during that, I, during that little featurette last year, the announcer was saying, "Was well, that was literally the last putt Tiger missed of importance <laughs> in his career?" Might, you might be right. And I mean, the one he first of all to make that chip in at the Masters on sixteen, yep. uh, it just how you can do that. Literally, that's like movie esque. You know, it's, and he did it's, it over. He, and you know, over. he made the putt against Bob May in the playoff. He made the putt against Bob May to get into the playoff. The putt, and, by the way, to, to really yeah. quick on that one, that was the toughest putt. Um, I've ever seen him make under pressure that against Bob May to get into the playoff. Downhill, left to right, like four or five yeah. inches. You know those left to righters are almost impossible yeah. when he made it. But anyway, no, just, But you go back and he never, ever missed a putt. Nope. And up until DJ hit that one on 16, you could almost argue DJ never made a putt mm. of huge importance. And, and the stats he has, the amount of top tens he's had in majors, I mean, he's, he's basically, uh, a, you know, He's always in the mix for majors. Maybe not for all four rounds. Yeah. But I mean he was leading three of them last year after thirty six or or within one after thirty six. He was right there, three out of the four majors. 
and, yeah. and to, to see him pull it off, and, and again, you know, we're not saying he's 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 dumb and he can't read, but on the golf course, he is he's dumb. He doesn't. He seem plays to think, dumb. He, yes, and, that's what I'm trying to say. And we always felt that was holding him back, but maybe in hindsight, it it it, it hasn't. But I, I again, we keep coming back to this, and maybe we're belaboring this point. Hmm. Just wish he had maybe the the, the 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 a little bit of the the willingness to let us in to his personality Mm -hmm. to see how much this really means to him and not that he cares about this because he's already a multimillionaire and he married a multimillionaire but you know he becomes a little bit more uh open to us as the general public i think it it would truly enhance his brand and give us some insight which i think would because he's he is you're right he's probably the most talented guy on tour he is but what what scares me is as you just said that is that I don't know if there is any more, you know, in terms of his personality what? and his, yeah. I, and I, I mean that and that what how he comes off. But <clears throat> just a, <clears throat> one last thing about how playing dumb. What that means is some people feel very comfortable when they get to the golf course, and it's all about uh, hit a shot, stock yardage, give me my club, hit a shot, go to the next hole, <clears throat> and there's something to be said for that. Well, you can just basically make simplify the game, but he does that. Uh, but he also makes some strange decisions. But the bottom line is he won a major. I didn't think he would ever win one because of how his mentality sometimes goes away from him. But now I don't. I could go either way, as I said to you before. This could be the last one or it could be a whole bushel full. I yeah. have no idea what to make I of it. I think it's an interesting analogy you make between him and Fred Couples because – Eerily I, similar. I mean I, I would say that out of the people right now that have – one or two majors. You expect Spieth to win more. You definitely expect Jason Day to win more. Agreed. You got some people who have won over, you know, uh, Lucas Glover and Webb Simpson who won U.S. Open. Never to be seen again. I don't think, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to win any more majors. Highly Agreed. unlikely. Uh, DJ, you're right, could go either way. I mean, he could win. He could, three so weeks talented. from now, I mean, he could he could win the PGA and the British Open over the next month. Yeah, for he all could. We know. Um, he's now three in the world. Rory's now number four. So the big three has now been busted open. But, yeah, I know. Uh, I think overall, you know, just to get back to the U.S. Open in general, I think DJ was the major storyline. I think the course turned out to be fairly – I think the greens were crazy fast. But Especially it, on Sunday. Uh, the U.S. <clears throat> Open, we'll USGA does op- did like Oakmont so much. is during the U.S. Open, they announced that in, I think, 2026 or 2025, they're coming back to Oakmont already. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Corey Pavin – you know, who won in Shinnecock in 95. 95. And again, 2004 was Goosen. And that was kind of a disaster with the Greens, which we'll get into. But Shinnecock mm-hmm. is going to be hosting it in 2018, and they announced it's hosting it again in 2026. So the huh. USGA is trying to lock up some of these real <clears throat> classic U.S. Open courses. seems like they're trying to create almost like a half rota, the way the British Open goes to the same seven or eight courses. Right. They're going to pick – I mean, next year it's going to Aaron Hills. Aaron which, Hills, yeah. Which is an unknown and. I hope it's not a Chambers Bay-esque. No. I still believe, by the way, I don't know if you agree, that Chambers Bay does not need another U.S. Open, no. even though they've said they may go back. But I, I'd be surprised if they do. No, I think that it, it was a great idea. But no, I want Aaron Hills I'm curious about. I've done a little research, on, very little, just to see the golf course. It should be interesting. For sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, obviously that's a year from now. We'll be yep. talking about that. But overall, uh, we did not get to the rules. We have about a minute left, so let's just go a different tag. Let's say this is that hopefully we got a lot of listeners out there that like listening to us every week. Next week we will focus on the rules of the game of golf, specifically what happened to DJ where right. he was not assessed a penalty, then was told maybe he'd get a penalty, 
and he played the last six holes of the U.S. Open, as did all his fellow competitors, not knowing it was crazy whether he was going to get a one-shot penalty or not, which is worth at least probably an entire half-hour show. Right. Uh, we didn't really get to Fox. Um, if we have time next week, we'll talk about uh, the difficulty in getting a broadcast to go from good to great. Mm-hmm. I would say they were okay. You say they still weren't good. Neither one of us. D. Solid D is my yeah, opinion. I probably would have given them a, a C. <laughs> okay. uh, maybe even a B minus if I was feeling generous, you know, <laughs> on the curve. But uh, I say it was boring, but it still obviously was worth watching. Oakmont held itself well. and uh, We didn't even talk about the golf course. We'll get to that probably which next is, week to finish it off. Which definitely uh, upheld its reputation as one of the toughest golf courses in America. You know when, when, when you bunkers have names like the mouth <laughs> that uh, it's going to be a tough golf course. It's quite the place, boy. I love that place. Anyway, ultimately, despite our, our saying Dustin Johnson Johnson needs to be more emotional, I mean, we do congratulate him. It's well-deserved. Yes, it is. And uh, with that, we will end this show. So enjoy your Sunday, everybody. We'll be back next week. We'll see you next week. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening to Talking Golf with your hosts, Dave Frem and Brian Fitzgibbons from Cyprian Keys Golf Club. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.